the conversation sort of took a funny turn because I, I said, you know, ironically, it's disabled people and in particular a man with a spinal cord injury that has been the vanguard of a sexual revolution in this country over the last 20 years. And that is the way that dildos and other sex toys went from being these kind of hey there, little girl, dirty old man, or, you know, pathetic loser marital aides. They went from that kind of a topic to being something that is joked about on primetime television and that people have quite a, a playful, pleasurable, or at least humorous sensibility about. Why did that happen? Why did dildos become dinner party conversation? To my amazement, I'm actually a featured character in the story of how this came to be. And the story I told at the bookshop the other night, people were so amazed. I thought, gee, I ought to tell more people this. I mean, that now you'll have the inside story <laughs> on how sex toys uh, went for from forbidden taboo to must-have bathroom item. <laughs> how did that happen? Well, as many of you know, many years ago, I was working in a small feminist therapy boutique that sold vibrators called Good Vibrations, a very tiny shop owned by one woman, just a small room, who essentially opened it because she was a therapist who treated many women who had never had an orgasm before. And she said, look, why don't we break through years of therapy and just plug in a vibrator and show you what it's all about. Uh, she wanted to give them vibrators or sell them vibrators so that they could get, as we say in the vibrator business, a kickstart on the whole process. And she knew that for most women, going to an adult bookstore novelty shop was out of the question. They are so inhospitable to women, and they, at least they were completely inhospitable to women. Women simply didn't go. I mean, you'd you'd more sooner be in the 49ers locker room than you would be in an uh, adult bookstore. So my boss, Joni Blank, started this little store. Now, the history of vibrators and women's sexuality is actually quite detailed and goes all the way back to the very beginning of electrical devices. When they first came on the market, the vibrator was one of the top five, along with the iron and the toaster. I'm not kidding. I mean, vibrators were huge when they first came out, and that's why people who want to collect them or collect the advertising for them find them very easy to get a hold of. Nevertheless, there was a complete silence about their true use, except, you know, just sort of um, whispered among medical professionals or I suppose intimate female friends, but it was not discussed publicly, just like nothing about sex was being discussed publicly. This went on for decades, uh, and really vibrators became less popular. They, they dropped out of that top five of household appliances. And it wasn't until the early sexual liberation and women's liberation movement in the 60s where people like Masters and Johnson, who were really interested in promoting an understanding of women's clitoral orgasms and, and how women came, they, the uh, Sherry Height and the Height Report, all the people who were saying, hey, women don't come from straight fucking. They come a different way. The 
clitoris is analogous to the penis. We need to pay attention to this. All these people were very interested in, in vibrators and were interested in promoting the notion that vibrators had come a long way since the turn of the century and you could actually get some very nice items made in Japan like the Hitachi Magic Wand. Okay, so when I come back to the present, I'm working at Good Vibrations at the beginning of the 80s. We exclusively carried vibrators, books, and a, you know, a couple of pretty feathers in different colors. But my boss, Joni, would not carry dildos. That is, she would not carry anything that was phallic-shaped or for penetration that didn't vibrate because she felt like women had gotten so far astray thinking that they could have vaginal penetration orgasms that the only way to crush that consciousness to get rid of that ignorance was to simply not offer them so that if women came in they wouldn't say oh yes i think i need a 10 foot dildo in order to have an orgasm that they wouldn't even have